and be glad in it. Oh, we are so glad our God loves us and cares for us. We come to worship him and celebrate him on today. We welcome you to join us right where you are to sing along, reading the scriptures, and worship and fellowship with us a little something like this. Oh, 
Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Right where you are, just take a moment to worship. Right where you are, if you need to pull over, if you're driving, if you stay, if you can cook and just stop for a moment. You can just sip your coffee at home, stop for a moment, just worship him. To worship him is to give him worth. To worship him is to adore him. To worship him is basically to say that you are worth more and that I am worth less. To worship is to exalt him. So you just say hallelujah. You can say bless you, God. You can say you are worthy, God. You are mighty, God. You are awesome, God. Just worship him and adore him right where you are. Just go ahead and just lift up your voice to fill this place, fill your room, fill your house. Do your automobile. Just worship him right where you are. Oh, God, we adore you. Oh, Lord, we magnify you. Oh, God, we thank you for your salvation, for your power, your redemption, your forgiveness of sins, your grace and your mercy. Being so good to us, God, better than we deserve. You are the awesome creator. You are our awesome provider. You are our peace. Oh, Father, bless you because you want to worship you. Lord, now we want to worship through the reading of your word. Enlighten us, Lord, with your truth. Enlighten us with the power of your word. As we look towards your scriptures this day, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we look into the New Testament book of Acts, we'll be looking at chapter 4. We'll be starting at verse 23, reading to verse 31. We continue to talking about our faith and overcoming fear. We're going to Address the issue here, boldness to act. Acts 4th chapter, verses 23 to 31. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. You're welcome to join in your translation of the Bible you have. And let us enjoy the listening of hearing of God's word together that we may grow together. As soon as they were free, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestors David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this happened here in this very city. For Herod, Antipas, and Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and people of Israel were all united against Jesus your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Praise God for his word. Amen. 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 Continue to worship him. 
Thank you. 
We just grateful for your grace, your mercy, and your love towards us as we, Lord, open up your word. We open up our hearts to receive a word from you, that your word will be hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. So, Father, I pray right now that your servants are listening. Guide us, direct us, Lord. I pray that it be all of you and none of me, that, Lord, that we might see Jesus and that we will walk better, Lord, and, and live better because of your encouragement from your instruction. In the power of your word, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we look in our text today, the Acts 4th chapter, verses 23 to 31, uh, we're going to talk about the boldness to act. Uh, what we want to highlight here is that when you are facing opposition, uh, those who may be against you, how your faith in Jesus will embolden you and encourage you, inspire you to, to do what is right, even when others might encourage you to do what is wrong. We understand how evil prevails when good people do nothing. The prevention of evil requires actions to be done to hinder the advancement or the removal of power to cause any more harm from evildoers. We see here that when the workers of evil are supporting their interactions and their devices of evil, they are happy when good people do nothing. Matter of fact, they look to delay and deny, so you will become frustrated that you'll end up stop fighting and just simply die. The energy that you spend to they, the energy they spend to dismiss your agenda and concerns can cause you to become frustrated, cause you to the point of being stressed out, to the point of your exhaustion. That all you want to do is give up and be apathetic. I declare that evil shall not prevail over the goodness of God. So keep on pushing. History has many examples of instances when ones doing evil are the ones in power and they are slow to take action to cure the evil before them. Therefore, the oppressed, those who are poor, those who are maligned are the people who are standing up for good and going against evil, calling out evil with truth and righteousness. You have to proclaim this with boldness. And understand the fierce urgency of now and realize tomorrow might be too late. Do not fear the evil you face. Instead, pray to the God of heaven and earth to give you power to be bold to speak truth in the face of evil. And the courage to walk out what you're talking about and see the change that you want to happen by God changing you first 
to be a change agent in your community. In our text, we see how the boldness act of Peter and John is established here while they're standing before the leaders in, within the community. Prior to our text we're going to preach from today, uh, Peter and John spoke in the name of Jesus and healed a man that was ill for 40 years. Verse 6 and 7 of the third chapter of Acts says, But Peter said, I don't have any silver and gold, but I will give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. This amazing sign of God called the people to worship the Lord and be in awe of the power of Jesus. Peter and John spoke in the name of Jesus. The opponents of this gospel arrested them. They were upset that somebody got healed. That don't make sense. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until the morning. However, the impact of their boldness was already done. Verse 4 of chapter 4 says, But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. I want you to look closer there. That now they have impacted so much that 5,000 people says, I want to know this Jesus. Something good happens when you say the name of Jesus. Things change when you call on the name of Jesus. I, I, I want to know more about this Jesus. But the council wants to stop them from preaching about the resurrection of Jesus and preaching the good news of Christ. Peter and John had one job. And that one job was to proclaim the gospel. It's very clear as they declared this to them in Acts 4, verses 19 to 20. But Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. They were let go because they were scared to do anything. And caused a riot because of the 5,000 that came up because of them calling on the name of Jesus. So we pick up in our text, verse 23 says, as soon as they were free. I want you to see here, as soon as they were let go, it says that they went to their companions. They went with fellow believers. They went with their friends and tell them what the good things God is doing. And it leads into this prayer and celebration about God. But yet this prayer, we're going to highlight that they pray God for boldness to act and continue to do what they've already started doing. The gospel has the power to save and is to be preached for all to know the power and the resurrection of Jesus. I want to encourage us from this text to learn how we too must pray and trust in God to give us boldness to preach. And to live out this word in our everyday life as we proclaim the name of Jesus. May I highlight to us that before they, I'm sorry, when they came back with their group, what they did is that they prayed. Notice that they weren't complaining. They weren't cursing. They weren't talking about how dare they arrest us. How dare they do this. Instead, they said, we're going to worship our God. 
We're going to bless them anyhow because we know what we're up against. Y'all don't hear me. That sometimes in our lives that the enemy wants you to be distracted on him instead of focusing on the goal. You need to go ahead and realize that I'm going to worship him anyhow, no matter what I'm going through, no matter the trials and the tribulations that I face. Let me gather myself around with some fellow warriors, some fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that are concerned about the same thing, about how we can do good and not focus on evil. They pray in the scripture. Notice how their prayer is backed up with scripture. I want to encourage you that the more we study God's word, the more it can give us the words of how to pray. In the praying about how they can be bold, they, they echo Exodus 20, chapter, verse 11, when it says this, For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. This is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. And also you can hear the echo of Psalm 146 and 6. It says, he made the heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. I don't know about you, but if I can read this text and be reminded that I serve a God that created the heavens and the earth. I serve a God that keeps his promise forever. I think I can keep on doing what he assigned me to do, no matter when I got people coming up against me. They had the, the, the Pharisees and the leading council came and grabbed them and put them in jail because they got upset that they healed a man that was ill for 40 years. But yet they were understanding that regardless of what they're doing, we got one job. We got to be bold about this ministry. Jesus Christ is confirmed in Scripture. Hence why we must study the Scripture so we can combat those who want to tell you don't believe what you read. Because the, 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 they did not believe in the resurrection of Jesus, but they were preaching that Jesus has resurrected. They said what we have seen and what we have heard. They seen Jesus. They walked with God in the flesh. They saw him crucified. They, they saw him buried. They also saw him resurrected. And also now we in the forecast, they seen him ascend into heaven. But now... They got to walk this earthly journey. Now they got to proclaim this gospel. They got to build God's church. And so as they're building God's church, they look at verse 25 of the fourth chapter. It says, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor, David, your servant, saying, why are the nations so angry? And why did they waste their time with futile plans? This is echoed again through the text of the second number of Psalm, verses 1 and 2. Listen and see how similar it sounds. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot against the Lord and against his anointed one. Uh, for us, the anointed one is the Messiah. It is the Christ that we now know is Jesus, the Son of God. This psalm being a messianic psalm reveals how the Son of God came in the flesh to die for the sin of the world. This trust in God will, and world enables them to speak clear and boldly in the face of adversity. They're able to relate this text to their current situation that even then they had the oppressing people coming against them and try to kill what God's your fool. Look, look how it points out the commentary here in their prayer. The kings of the earth. Prepare for battle. The rulers gather together against the Lord and against his Messiah. 
Verse 27, the Acts 4 text says, in fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, the king, punches Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles and the people of Israel are all united against the Messiah, the anointed one, Christ Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. No, they're saying, God, you did this. You anointed him. It wasn't us. It wasn't man. God, this is the one. Your text, your scripture's been pointing to. We now see the full revelation of who Jesus is. But they rejected him. But look how they understand how God works all things for his good. Do you believe that God works all things for his good? Because they echo this in their prayer. This is They're praying now. They, they got released. They got set free. And they go to their brothers and, and sisters in Christ and they pray. And they pray this continuously in verse 28 and 29. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. See, when we can pray to God, then we are saying, God, I want you to prepare me to do your work. I want to highlight here that when they said, God, hear their threats, notice they did not attack their accusers. <laughs> they weren't praying, God, will you have vengeance on them? No, they're saying, God, I, they may not change, but help us to help them to change. Help us preach with boldness that they might understand who you are. Sometimes in our lives, we want everybody else to change but us because we feel we're right. We feel we're doing it right now. There's nothing wrong with how we're handling it. But here they're pointing out, God, we want to change for the better. We want to be bold. We want to proclaim. We want to speak. We want to have great boldness. So no matter how much they come against us, Lord, we know that with you with us, they cannot defeat us. So look at closely again at that. It says that uh, Jesus being crucified was predestined. God planned that out. Uh, Jesus understood that Judas was going to betray him. Jesus understood he's going to be uh, handed over for, and he was going to be beaten and, and crucified. Jesus understood that he had to die this horrific death on the cross, arise from the grave. But now this thing does not even now. What happened then is happening right now. Uh, we understand that they have rejected you. They, they, they were able to understand that, Lord, there's nothing new under the sun. God, the, the, the tribulations that they're going through, we're going through now. We might be able to look back if we know that as history teaches us, right, that if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat. And we can look in and say that the trials, the issues, the problems that we're going through now are similar to what they went through some years ago. And if we don't learn now how to change and be bold and speak up, then it's going only going to get worse. That's why we got to rely on the boldness that comes from God. Ephesians 6, as Paul pointed out in verses 10 and 11, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, putting on the whole armor of God, that you might be able to stand against his wicked schemes of the enemy. Isaiah 54 and 7 says, but that, but that in coming day no weapon turned against you will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. The vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. If you continue to study God's scripture, you might find and run, find yourself in Romans 8, 31 and 32. It says, what shall we say about wonderful things as these? That if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us, 
won't also he give us everything else? Or maybe you might go back into the Old Testament and see Samuel standing before Goliath and said, everyone in some of them will know the Lord rescued his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. Or maybe you might remember about Daniel in the third chapter, verse 18, said, but even if he does, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have said. And we will go into that fire. Understand, we're going to boldly stand up for what is right. Or maybe you might declare, as the hymn says, that Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There is not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. See, when we pray to God and remind us how no matter what we're going through, God, there's nothing. We just went through some annals or some texts. You can find some more texts and realize that sometimes the people came against us. There's times the evil is trying to stop us. But, Lord, every time we found out, you are victorious. So they were praying, Lord, uh, we, we, we want to acknowledge that you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. Uh, there's none like you. And then as they're thinking about God, we, we know in your word uh, that you promised that the Messiah will come and he will, re- he will redeem us, he will save us. And also your text warned us that they were going to reject him, they were going to uh, cr- crucify him, but yet we know that he defeated death and he rose again from the grave. So we're going to preach Jesus Christ and his resurrection. But Lord, we realize that they want to stop us. Uh, we realize that we might be outnumbered. Uh, we realize that there might be some hardships on us, but we won't stop. We got one job, and Lord, we want to do it to our best ability. And so we're praying for boldness. And so when they were praying for this boldness, that means that they opened themselves up and saying, God, have thine own way. One thing, when we surrender to God, we are now saying, Lord, we are ready for you to do what only you can do. You can change our situations. You can change our hearts. You can change our minds. And you can give us a different perspective than we have before so that we can see things better than we ever seen before. But the challenge is that the world wants you to see things all the same way. The enemy is telling them, say, stop preaching about this Jesus. Uh, don't, don't preach about this Jesus and the resurrection. Y'all causing problems here by talking about this Jesus and the power of this resurrection. But notice in the text, if you go back and look, Peter and John are standing with the evidence of what God did. They were standing before them with the man that has been healed. And here's the situation. The man that has been healed, everybody knows who he is. Because he stand, he, sit, he sat before the gate beautiful that entered into the temple. So they all passed by this man and knew him that this man was one that's crippled and unable to walk. But yet when he was t- touched by Peter in the name of Jesus, the text tells us that he was jumping and, sit and singing and worshiping in the sanctuary. And then the people started following Peter and John saying, what's going on? And he started telling them about Jesus and him crucified, him resurrected, him ascended. And we see in our text, 5,000 people says, I want to know more about this Jesus. I find this power in the name of Jesus. And so then Peter was released and with John and they go with their brothers and they start praying to God that God uh, we, we understand what they have done, but Lord, we realize we might not be able to change them, but we don't want to be defeated. Uh, we're not going to stop talking how good you are. 
We're not going to stop preaching about the gospel that saves and by only by the name of Jesus can they be saved. So, Father, we don't want to, you to hinder us, but, Lord, we want you to embolden us. God, we are desperate for you to give us clarity of how to speak truth to power, or how to help those who don't know you with compassion and with mercy and with grace express how great your love is. And so once you are praying, once you are being prepared, then you'll be able to preach with boldness and live with boldness. Look how God showed he was pleased with their prayer. Verses 30 and 31 says, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Notice how what they prayed for, God acknowledged and did for them. Notice how when they understood that God, we want not only to preach with boldness, but we want the evidence of your mercy with us. Evidence of your power with us. And so therefore he says, give us what? Healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. As they were praying this, they were understanding that God will show the power of the beginning of his other church. When you look at Acts, you see great miraculous and signs and wonders. Why is that? Because they, it was God showing his evidence that these are my people. When you can pass a handkerchief, it said it just touched Paul and they could pass it and people were healed. Or, or the shadow of Peter were healing people in the streets. When they were gathering together and had nothing in need, that they were sharing with one another and miraculous signs were following them. We're seeing that God is saying this was to help the building of his church for people to see that my power is real. Will you be prepared to be used by God to realize that change can happen when you allow God to change you? Will you be prepared to see miraculous wonders and signs in your life when you allow God to show them in your life? God was pleased with the church and he shook the place and filled them with the Holy Spirit. You might look at this and try to figure out what it means to be Filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I thought the same thing because Pentecost already happened. Peter and John already been filled with the Holy Spirit. So they already got the Holy Spirit. But what happened here was God was, was blessing them with his presence. It was a theophany scene, seeing how can you feel the presence of God where well, the place shook. The place shook. You go back in the text, the mountains shook and the, and the mountains trembled in the voice of God. And so here it is, God is pointing out to them that I am pleased that you're willing to do this for me. I am pleased that you're willing to boldly speak and proclaim what should be done. But here's the challenge that the enemy does not want you to walk it out. The enemy does not want you to talk it out. The enemy wants you to be still and be silent and be quiet so that evil can prevail when good people do nothing. When you are apathetic, when you can care less, you're allowing for it just to spread you know how it works. If you ever had a, a leaking pipe in your house, you got to cut the water off. You got to do something. You can't just keep on laying towels down and say, soon it's going to go away. 
We got to take action. And here it is that they realize that, Lord, we got to take action. What can we do to bring forth change? I don't know what you are dealing with in your life. But one thing I do know, we can all agree that God can give us wisdom of what we can do in our life. You want to save your, your children. You want to save your marriage. You want to save your job. You want to save your community. You want to help your neighbor. You want to see something happen. Well, one thing you need to know is that God is able to make the change. So they were able to see his movement, his presentation. That they says that they went and did what they prayed for to be bold and preached. But I want to encourage you that we must take these steps to be ready for his presence. We got to pray. We got to adore him. We got to worship. Notice in their prayer that says that they adored God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He's pointing, they're pointing out that they were worshiping God and adoring him, realize that you are the creator of the heaven and the earth. There's some times in our lives that we get so caught up that we think we're creative for things. It's my job. It's my house. It's my family that we, 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 that we did this stuff, which is good. But sometimes we forget that I only have this because of what God has provided for me. How God has blessed me to be in the positions that I am, that I have able to receive all that I have. And so when we can take a moment to forget about ourselves and to worship him, to lift him up and to adore him and remind him how great he is. And how small we are and how we are dependent upon him. And so when they realized that, then they also understood that what we're going through, God, you already know all about my troubles. You already know about my pain. You already know about my stuff. You already know what I'm going through because what we're going through was already foretold in your scripture. And that's why we can come when we read Ecclesiastes, right? There's a time to live. There's a time to die. We're like, yeah, that's true. Right. There's a time to plant. There's a time to sow. Yeah, that, that's true. Right. The scripture reminds us of who God is and that God has always been good and that nothing catches him by surprise. The enemy wants you to not believe that God can do what he said he's going to do. He wants you to go for the immediate now and to satisfy yourself with what that will think will make you happy, but will only leave you empty. But when we can wait on the Lord and turn to him. Say, Father, have thine own way. For you are magnificent. You are awesome. You are worthy of all things. And we allow him to move in us. Then we prepare ourselves. Say, Lord, use us. That we can boldly move. We can boldly speak. We can boldly proclaim your gospel. There's someone you already know. There's someone you already know that needs to hear this gospel from you. They've been watching you all this time. But yet they're waiting for you to say the name Jesus. To not be ashamed to mention the name of Jesus. You're not ashamed to mention your favorite TV show. You're not ashamed to mention your favorite movie. You're not ashamed to mention your favorite hobby. So don't be ashamed to mention the name of Jesus. Tell him about your friend that sticks closer than any brother. Tell him about a man that was born of a carpenter's son in Nazareth. Tell him about a, a man that was rejected by his brothers and his sisters, even his own disciples that said they would live, ride, and die with him, left him when they came to get him. Tell him about how even when they nailed him on the cross and he looked down and saw all those who were saying crucify him and saying he was able to heal others. Can he heal himself? He was able to say, Lord, forgive them. 
for they know not what they're doing. Tell them about a friend that was willing to hang his head and die so that we might have life. Tell them about a friend that defeated death so that we won't know separation from God, that we won't know punishment and hell, that we won't know torment, but yet all who call on the name of Jesus. We have everlasting. Now tell them about a friend that is seated at the right hand of Father because he ascended and is sitting there and he's interceding on your behalf. Every time you got a problem, every time you got an issue, Jesus is right there and saying, Lord, that's my child. Show them the grace. Show them your mercy. I've got them, God. They are mine. You see them because you see me. Tell them about a man that when everything is done, help us be the spotless with a ceiling joy. It was a mighty glory and power, both dominion and power for now and forever, that we will forever be in this place, be in this face, forever hello and never goodbye. Tell them about a friend that can take all their trials, all their burdens, all their pains, and let them know that everything is going to be all right. You can let them know that I can't tell you when it's going to come, but I'll tell you he's going to come. That he's coming back one day. So we're, we're waiting for him to come that we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Let him know that though you're going through some heartaches and some pain right now, we serve a God that went through some heartaches and pains right now. Let him know they can tell you about their trouble. Say, my mama don't love me. My mama don't leave me. My, my father don't care. My brothers left me. Let them know that Jesus died for you. Where, where the love is for a friend to lay his life down for another. While you were yet a sinner, he died for you. So that you might have life and have life more abundantly. I, I, if you don't feel that you can do that, I encourage you, you're not alone. That's why you can pray like they pray. Lord, help us. In the face of adversity, boldly proclaim your truth. Lord, have thine own way here. You are the potter, we are the clay. Mold us and shape us in thine own way. Father, give us the words to say. Here's a beautiful thing. The Holy Spirit, as it points out, filled up that space. The Holy Spirit gives us the words to say. And so, let's study the word of God. The Holy Spirit brings things back to our remembrance. The Holy Spirit guides us. So don't try you to speak. Notice how Peter and John never said, we healed anybody. They said, in the name of Jesus. You don't got to say, I said. Say, the Bible says. Jesus said. Show them in. You can't show them if you don't know. So you got to know for yourself. So get in this word and realize, Lord, I want to see the change in me first. Then I can see the change in the world. So let us not go attack our enemies, but let us bless them and preach to them and proclaim to them with grace and in mercy that we serve an awesome God that's calling us to do better. So let us be bold in our acts for the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you that you have given us this great power. Uh, the same power that rose Christ from the grave is in us. The same power that Peter was able to walk on water is within us. This power, Lord, that you said that we can, by faith, tell this mountain move and it shall move. So, Father, we're coming to you right now. Realize, Lord, that we are weak, that we are feeble. And how, Lord, when we are weak in you, we find strength. So, Father, Lord, we want to put on the whole armor of God. We want to be bold to be able to stand against the wicked schemes of the enemy. Father, we want to speak truth in the face of wickedness and righteousness, Lord. We want to speak 
righteousness to them so that they will walk out in obedience. Help us, O oh God, and not to be judgmental, but help us to be compassionate and merciful and caring. Help us, O oh God, not to be hateful, but be loving. Oh, Father, show us with your mercy and your grace that we can ex- express that to others who walk. Father, there might be someone who does not know Jesus. Uh, Lord, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Christ is Lord, and they shall be saved. Lord, I pray that they will be guided and directed to a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching church, uh, where they can be baptized and join the fellowship of communion of the saints and continue to grow on this earthly journey. And Lord, I pray that all of us, Lord, would be emboldened by your spirit, by your presence, to proclaim the name of Jesus better than we ever have before. And may you receive all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for those who join us right where you are. We should prepare to give God his tithes and our offering. You're welcome to join us. Uh, you can give through our website or through your app. And those who are able to mail in, also send in, you're welcome to join in. So we pray, let us have a word of prayer. As we pray to give God already back what already belongs to him, and we freely give back to him joyfully and cheerfully uh, give. Let us pray. Father, we freely give back to you what already belongs to you. We thank you for the means of attaining. We thank you how you increased us and blessed us that we're able to give. Bless those, Lord, who have desired to give but yet have not. Increase and multiply and make you satisfy their every needs as you are such an awesome supplier of all your children. Now, Father, we ask that what we give be a blessing. For the building of your kingdom, for the, uh, for the reaching of the evangelizing of the gospel, for the clothing of the naked, the feeding of the hungry, and encouraging, Lord, the shelter and the imprisonment. Mighty God, uh, bless us, increase, and multi- multiply. Only you can, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us online. Amen. Zion, members here. Amen. You may come and you feel the need to lead forward to give your offer.